if you knew me, you would know that I am a huge figure skating fan and have been for almost four years now. Hi, I'm Leah Parker Belfer, a T22, and this is If You Knew Me, a grassroots podcast dedicated to celebrating diversity, equity, and inclusion at the Tuck School of Business at Dartmouth. This podcast was born out of a desire to deepen student connections and foster a culture of belonging here at Tuck. In this show, I sit down with my peers to get to know them on a more personal level. Guests on If You Knew Me share something about themselves that only their close family and friends know. My hope is that by allowing ourselves to be vulnerable with one another, we build greater trust, understanding, and empathy within our community. Hi, today I'm here with T22, Ragini Bali. Hey, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Uh, so where, just to begin, where did this passion for skating start? Yeah, no, it's it's actually a really interesting story. So it started around the winter of 2016 when one of my friends convinced me to watch a new anime show that she loved. And like, bear with me, this will make sense in a second. It was about figure skating, right? So obviously there was a little bit more of a story. She actually wanted me to watch it because um, it ended with a gay couple and she, you know, really liked the representation there. Um, And I loved the entire story, but I think what actually drew me more into it was the detail they paid to like the the details of skating. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't necessarily that skating was like a backdrop for the romance to occur. Like they really went very into depth about like the competition and how it works. And it was just kind it just like felt really interesting to me, right? Because I think a lot of us only pay attention to skating once every four years when the Winter Olympics comes around. Sure. (laughs) It wasn't really something I had spent a lot of time thinking about. I'm not really very much of a sporty person either. Like I don't really follow a lot of different sports, but that show got me really interested in just sort of learning a little bit more about skating. But it actually wasn't until a couple of weeks later. Um, So every country sort of has their own national championships in skating every year. And a couple of weeks later, the U.S. actually had theirs. And I just happened to turn it on on NBC Sports is I think what it was airing on at that time and and watch sort of like the right end part of it. And it was actually a really exciting year because there were two very young champions and they were both actually of Asian-American descent, which was really cool. And I think may have been like one of the first times that, that had happened in the U.S. So I think just from there, I just got really excited about the marriage of, you know, the music, the artistry, the athleticism as well. Um, and I kind of like really never looked back after that. Wow. Okay. And so after you, after this kind of introduction to ice skating, what what have you done since or how has it become more part of your life uh, since then? Yeah, no. So I think the thing that actually really surprised me when I started getting a little bit more into it is that there are a lot of competitions So, um, and they take place sort of all across the world at different times. So I remember, especially the first year uh, I I was really following skating. The season usually goes, it starts in around like August, September, and it'll usually go on till about like March, April with like a summer uh, period in the middle. But when I was first following it, a lot of the competitions actually were in Asia. It's actually 
quite big. It started becoming quite big in Asia. Japan is a huge, huge audience, especially for figure skating and like Korea starting to come up. China is also pretty big on figure skating. Like their team, their uh, skaters are becoming more known. So I, st- I just remember, I think it was like the first year the world championships were, I think they were actually in Finland that year, but it required me getting up at like maybe two or three in the morning and like rubbing my eyes and opening up the like computer screen to like find the stream to watch it. And like not really being a hundred percent coherent or paying attention throughout the entire thing. But that that's how it sort of started becoming a little bit more part of my life was literally just by watching competitions. That's how I got to know the sport a little bit more to understand sort of the different technical and artistic aspects of it. So that was that was kind of a lot of fun. It actually finally culminated in I think probably what was the most involved part of me ever being a figure skating fan, which was um, that the next year, so 2017 Thanksgiving, they actually, they hold um, what's called a Grand Prix event in the US every year. It's Mm. usually on the West Coast, but that year was in Lake Placid, which is basically like the only East Coast location they ever really use for figure skating. So I bought tickets for the entire weekend. So it was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday event. So they have different disciplines and sort of different disciplines competed on different days. So I went ahead, I bought the tickets. So that Thanksgiving, I drove to New Jersey. I had an amazing Thanksgiving feast with my family. Definitely put me in a lovely food coma. And then I had to wake up at like eight in the morning to make sure I was all packed to drive up to Lake Placid. At Um, least you were well fed. So you didn't need to stop for food. You were like all set. (laughs) 100%. Yeah. And I had leftovers like in in my car too, like just in case I wanted a snack on the way. (laughs) That's awesome. And so do you have a favorite um, discipline? Yeah. So, I mean, just a quick overview. There There are four main disciplines basically in figure skating. So you have men's singles, you have women's singles. Um, You have pairs, which is a man and a woman. They basically do similar skating. So they do a lot of jumps and things like that in Mm -hmm. pair skating. And then you have ice dance, which is also a man and a woman, but um, it's like, it doesn't have more of the, the athletic sides of it. So there aren't jumps and things like that. It's actually, I think, based on um, different genres of like actual dancing, like ballroom dancing and things like that. Oh, fascinating. I don't know if I've seen that. It's, I mean, it's beautiful to watch. Um, yeah, no, Ice Dance is amazing. But I think my favorite out of all of them probably is ladies singles. Mm. Um, I think there's, uh, when it comes to technical content, uh, they're pretty much on the same, like a lot of the female skaters are on the same level. Um, so it's not really as much about kind of the biggest and coolest jumps you can do, which is kind of sometimes what it is on the men's side. Mm, it's it's okay. really a lot more about the, the interpretation of the music um, and how you sort of match your athletic elements to the music that you're using. Um, and yeah, I, I think I've just always, I have so many, so many different favorites in, in the ladies uh, uh, singles discipline too. So I think that's probably favorite skaters you mean yeah yeah, yeah. who's who are you following right now or who's your top so I have fallen a little bit out of sort of 
following the the sport, especially during COVID, and obviously the sport itself has been pretty affected by COVID. Um, but one of my absolute favorite skaters uh, is a Japanese skater. Her name is Satoko Miyahara. Um, she like I actually saw her at um, Lake Placid. She was competing there, so it was it was really cool to be able to see her in person too. She's she's pretty tiny but she has like such a massive presence and and you can imagine right you're sitting in a huge ice rink mm-hmm. you have like the people look a lot bigger on tv and on on your laptop screen than they do in person but the thing that really struck me about her is that she actually seemed like larger in life wow. than she did there um and she like she doesn't have the best technical content <laughs> But the way that she's able to sort of mold herself to the music, like she has such interesting, like I've never been a a professional dancer. I've always enjoyed like watching dancing, but I haven't like danced professionally or anything like that. But she like really moves and feels the music like a dancer does. Um, And I think that just like really draws me in and um, just gets me really invested. And whenever she's performing so much so that like, you know, you'll look away and it'll be like the, there are two different programs, longer programs, like four minutes long. And it feels like you literally just blinked and it's over because it's like that engrossing. Um, She's definitely one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't, I don't watch a ton beyond the Olympics. I fall into that category that you mentioned, but whenever I do watch, I'm always so mesmerized um, and also so in awe of their physical ability. And, and like you said, it's such art and um, the, the really uh, amazing skaters have a way to connect with you through the music and through their movement where you, you know, they're ultimately trying to get the technical points of doing X amount of jumps or, you know, what diff, reaching it like a difficult, you would know more than me, correct me if I'm wrong, but like difficulty levels and whatnot. But, but the ones that are great are where you don't feel like it's, it's, methodical or you know calculated it's like oh it makes sense that they jumped because that's like what was needed in the moment or something exactly yeah no and that's why actually to me um that's why I like the ladies discipline a little bit more because I think there's there's just and I don't know necessarily why that's the case but I think there's a lot more attention paid to sort of like you said matching sort of the athletic with the art there um, and honestly, it could be due to a bunch of different gendered reasons. Like now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, that's probably unfortunately what it is. Whereas on the men's side, there is actually, I think a little bit more focus on kind of, oh, like you're just kind of going to do the coolest and biggest jumps you can. And you're going to push yourself and like, try to like get, you know, get the most out of the tech. Oh, interesting. Yeah. 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 Like different um, expectations for mm-hmm. um, what counts as a good performance or something. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and I think part of that is, is so the big thing in men's skating right now is the quad jump. So that's basically a jump with four rotations in the air. Um, so over the last couple of years, it's really, so there are six different figure skates types of jumps in figure skating. Um, so almost all of them have had like a quad version of them jumped and those obviously get more points right? Because they're, they're more difficult. So if you're able to do them successfully, you'll get more points. So a lot of the times I think in the men's discipline, because, um, you know, 
unfortunately, biologically, like men are built with more muscle, generally speaking, there's a lot more of a push to sort of just do as many quads as you can in men's programs versus for women. Quads have actually started coming up in women's skating too, which is like a little scary, I think, um, because it's actually usually with like really young skaters. Um, I think it's, you know, because like they're smaller, they're like, they can probably rotate faster. Um, but there's, there's, I think a little bit less of a focus of like trying to jump as many like quad jumps as possible, um, in women's skating. And, and unfortunately part of that, I think is just like due to the way that women and men's bodies sort of, um, accumulate muscle, mm-hmm. like biologically women, biologically men's bodies. But, um, yeah, I think, I think that's why there is, I think a little bit more focus there in terms of, um, in terms of like the artistry. Mm-hmm. And I, I like, before I go into anything else, I do want to say like to everyone listening, it is a very gendered sport. So, you know, if I'm using terms that, you know, sound like they're not inclusive, hundred percent apologize. I think it is a sport that really needs a huge, huge wake up call when it comes to mm-hmm. sort of the way that people have been evolving and how they view gender and even sexuality, like things like ice dancing and pair skating, right? For instance, like they don't let you have a, a pair that isn't like a cis man and a cis woman, basically. Mm. Like you're not allowed to form a team like that. So I think that has been one sort of sad thing about following it is that I do feel that it is a sport that's kind of stuck um, not necessarily in terms of like evolution within the, the realms of the sport, but in how the sport like relates to broader society, if that makes sense. Yeah. Do you like, know if there are any reforms? Yeah. Do you know if there are any reforms underway or groups that are advocating for it to be more inclusive in terms of pairings, like you mentioned, or otherwise? There have been attempts, from what I know. None have of them have really been successful. Um, I think there's, there is also, there's, there's always been an association, I think from society's point of view, especially when it comes to men's skating, right? About there's like been a lot of homophobia, especially in men's skating. Um, so like for instance, Adam Rapon, who represented the US at the Olympics, um, he was, you know, outward, he was out and gay and proud but he often talked about how coming out was really scary for him because he wasn't sure if like even his, his place in the sport would be viewed differently. Right. Like, would he be like literally scored differently because skating is a scored sport, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so there are judges out there. There's a panel of judges that like will score right. you they have, you know, um, seven, eight judges to make sure that there's like bias is minimized, but like he was literally worried if his career was coming to an end at that point. So I think it is, it is a sport that has had a lot of issues in terms of, of like queer phobia. Mm-hmm. Um, that piece is starting to get a little bit better. Um, and that's mostly because of a lot of skaters coming out and being role models for others. Yeah. Um, but it, it is, it is, it isn't, it is a sport that is, I think, a little bit outdated in how it treats social issues. There's a lot of, um, in like, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like subtle xenophobia and racism that goes on there too. Um, so like I said, like for instance, the year I started watching like two Asian Americans were, um, you know, US champions, but, and there's a, actually a lot of Asian Americans in um, the US team, but them, a lot of the Asian skaters that have only recently started being up and coming, there, there is a lot of, um, there are a lot of people that sort of are stuck in the past in terms of how they view success, um, depending on sort of your, your race. Um, so, so that's, I think the part about skating, maybe that's a little bit of why I've sort of fallen out of following it as closely is I think it's a beautiful sport, but like, honestly, a lot of sports out there, like the societal issues can often be stifled. Right. Just to, to be able to kind of prop up the image that, you know, there's nothing wrong and everyone's like getting along and doing perfectly fine. Right. Um, so that was a part of, I think, getting into being more interested in it that I, I hadn't expected to really encounter. Um, and mm-hmm. it was, it was upsetting to me <laughs> to yeah. say the least. I can imagine. Um, I can imagine. Well, we're, we're nearing time, but I would be remiss if I didn't ask you with this passion of skating, did you, have you picked it up? Have you tried ice skating? Do you, I mean, it might be too, I don't want to say it's too late for you, but perhaps <laughs> professional ice skating is out of the pick, out of the question, but have you, have you participated yourself? Yeah, no, I like, I tried skating when I was very little um, I think a lot of, you know, girls around my age at that point, it, it was like a, a, like cute and pretty thing to do, um, did not really get very far. So the, the limit, honestly, of my skating experience is like having gone to Bryant Park in New York, like maybe once every couple of years to okay. like, take a couple of laps around there, hope you don't fall on your face. And that's, that's about it. You know, if I can keep my balance for one whole lap of a rink. I'm pretty happy with myself. <laughs> so maybe maybe you'll be a fan in the in the stadium versus uh, yes on, I on think, the ice yourself. I think that's probably where my talents are. are better. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, well, thanks so much. If, is there anything else that you you know, want to mention that I might not have asked you about? I want to give you a chance to to say everything you want to say. Necessarily, I mean, obviously, if anyone else is interested in kind of getting into skating, um, it is a beautiful sport. I mean, I know I I ragged on the social elements of it, and I think unfortunately that's prevalent in basically any sport you look at. Um, figure skating is no exception. It is a really, really beautiful sport. So you know, if you if anyone is interested in getting into it, there are um, some Grand Prix events going on currently. You can usually just Google them and see if there's someplace that's streaming them um, a lot of championships and things like that have gotten canceled for this year so probably not a great year to try getting into it but um, it, it is it is a beautiful sport and it is one that is so enjoyable to watch like I found myself lost on YouTube videos for hours just kind of watching program after program and like oh my god it's 2 a.m wait how does this happen um, so it does have that effect and of course, if anyone's in, I didn't mention the like anime at the beginning, by the way, um, which was Yuri on Ice. I think some people may have guessed, but that is also a beautiful, really short 
series. It's, it's only 12 episodes long. Um, so if anyone's interested in those, if anyone is also a fan and wants to just talk about like different programs, different skaters, please feel free to hit me up. I definitely don't talk about it as much as I would like to. So thank you for giving me the opportunity, Leah, to do so. Oh, of course. Uh, I Now that I know you're so passionate, I might ask you, I might send you questions here or there as I have yeah. them. Um, and lastly, we, we like to end the show with a fun question. Mm-hmm. So I'll ask you, um, given that we're coming into the holiday season, do you have any um, traditions you're really excited about for the holiday? Traditions for the holiday? That's an, yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, I mean, I'm Hindu, so our holiday celebration is actually technically Diwali, which happened mm-hmm. last month. That's usually the the holiday we sort of bring out all the stops for. Um, it's always kind of a little strange celebrating it away from home, but right. uh, and it's it's been years, so I'm kind of used to it. But in terms of like winter holidays, um, nothing really. I think out of the ordinary, like we usually decorate a little fake tree um, <laughs> at at my parents' place in Delhi. Uh, when we have patience, we will make popcorn chains for it we usually don't have patience so it's just you know like colored lights um and it's a lot about I think being with family especially during the winter holidays we try to see how many of us can sort of make sure that we're with each other I think that's the piece that uh, as cliche as it is that's probably the tradition right to just like be with family during the holidays totally well thanks so much Rogany it was awesome talking to you I hope you have a wonderful day Thank you. You too, Leah. This was great. Thanks for listening to this episode of If You Knew Me. Please check out our other episodes to support and learn more about other techies. Special thanks to my TP, Alex Mitko, for helping edit these episodes. If you have any questions or feedback on the podcast, or if you want to be featured in a future episode, please contact us at tuck.if.u.new.me.podcast at tuck.dartmouth.edu.